Jack and Canned. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Jacked and Canned NFL episode. You said 10, right, John? Number 10. All right. So we're going to dive into, obviously, what we do every week here with the power rankings, last week's picks, where we stand for the season, as well as the picks for this week. John, first off, because we got a little bit of time here, what have you been up to? How's your week been so far? Dude, it's been a good one, man. I DJed the last wedding on Sunday. I was actually a groomsman in that one, so it made it very interesting. Uh, great time and uh, just regular work week stuff. Dude, I'm just kind of excited because I have some more free time that we've all been talking about now for a couple of months. So now we could kind of focus a little bit more on the pod. A lot of cool things upcoming here. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a good time. All right. So without further ado, then we'll just dive right into it for the power rankings. John, this week was a little bit different. So (laughs) between about eight and 14, I could put any of these teams in any of these spots so I'm going to give the four honorable honorable mentions of the teams outside of the top 10 here. Number 14, we got Arizona. 13, we got Indianapolis. 12, we got Miami. And 11, we got Tennessee. I just want to make note of them because I think any of them could be number eight. It's hard to tell this year. Hey, with that said, too, Arizona, they're playing your uh, Seattle team today at live right now as we speak. Se- Seattle's up 7-0. Hopefully it stays that way and it just doesn't change. So, number 10, with their first time entry, the Las Vegas Raiders. Whoa. Yep, so we got the Raiders coming in at number 10 this week. I think that they've shown with the teams that they have beaten. I know that they've beaten Kansas City. They obviously got to just go kind of beat on Denver a little bit, so that wasn't really much of a win, but they've had good wins this year, and although have remained a little bit inconsistent and definitely one of the more boring teams in the league, at least what they're doing is incredibly efficient and effective, and I have more faith in a Derek Carr than I do right now and say a Tua, who I'm not sure what we're going to get out of him for the rest of the year, although he does look promising thus far. Number nine. My Seattle Seahawks, they've looked like garbage for about, um, we're going to call it three weeks. They do not look good. I'm not excited about what they're doing. Their defense is just god-awful, and as I've been saying all season, they need to run the damn football so that Russell Wilson doesn't have all the pressure on them. Well, guess what? For all those Let Russ Cook fans out there, we've been letting them cook, and it looked great for about six weeks. Now we're really running into it, and it's not looking great. We need a run game. Somebody start a damn run game. How about let the run game cook? Where's that movement? Number eight, Los Angeles Rams. The Rams just beat Seattle. I don't think that this puts them in the top seven because I do think the number eight's where we draw the line and then the teams above that are just better than the teams underneath. So I think that's where we're going to really kind of draw the line in the sand, if you will. But I like what the Rams are doing. They've had a very underrated run game, being that you don't really know their running backs, but they have been performing pretty well. Jared Goff, although is maybe the hardest quarterback to predict what you're going to get out of him, he does have the upside potential of giving you 450 yards and five touchdowns. He can go off at any moment. He's got a very good receiving core. The defense has played pretty solid. Number seven, Buffalo Bills. So, 
it's hard to predict what Buffalo is going to do just because Josh Allen is a complete misnomer. You don't know what you're getting out of him. Yeah, some days you're going to get all the yards, all the touchdowns. Some days you're going to get probably still all the yards, but then also all the picks. You, you don't quite know what you're getting. It's a little bit of almost like the Fitzmagic experience, but with a more athletic guy that I believe has the competitive drive at least, but also panics and cry, uh, crunch time moments. Number six, we got the Tampa Bay box. Well, they have made their way back from the loss of the Saints. They have made their way back there with a nice win last week, and I believe that we're going to see the Bucs continue this trend. They have looked like a very good team all season, just with a little bit of inconsistencies, probably more so than anything, new quarterback with a different coach and that whole system for what that entails. Plus, they keep bringing in new people all the time. That's, I mean, you sign Leonard Fournette and Antonio Brown both midseason. That's not necessarily <laughs> something that most teams are out there doing. So that's not really conductive to getting a cohesive unit. Number five, New Orleans Saints. Now, we're about to see what this looks like without Drew Brees in there. And there's a lot of people that have it that it's going to look potentially just as good or even more engaging as a Saints offense. I do think that you'll see something more exciting. I just don't know that you're necessarily going to see better. The coaching staff has kind of entailed their game plans to be around what Drew Brees does with shorter throws. And even when he was out last year, you had Teddy Bridgewater, who also doesn't go downfield very often. So we're now going to get somebody out there that's got a cannon for an arm and an eye for the interception. So good luck to New Orleans. I hope that they can pull it together and keep it going, but good luck to them. I love the way that you put that. A cannon for an arm and an eye for an interception. <laughs> well said. 30-30 vision. Number four, we got the Baltimore Ravens. So the Ravens have had some struggles here. They really have. And this hasn't been a season that I thought they were going to have. I really thought they were going to be about a 15-1, and 14-2 kind of team that we would see what they would do come playoff time. They've actually shown signs of erosion just throughout the course of this season. Now, obviously, they're still one of the better teams in the league, hence why they're number four on my power rankings. But I have less and less trust in the Baltimore Ravens every week because the quarterback play has not been what Lamar Jackson, the MVP, delivered to us last year. The running game, although solid, has not been necessarily as effective as it was in years past. And the defense, although, again, is solid, doesn't play to quite the prolific ways that they did a year ago. So they look down all across the board. And granted, with that said, they are still the number four team in the league, in my opinion. And I got to think that they turn it around at some point. And I think that might be part of the why I'm hanging on to them as high as I am, why they're still above the New Orleans and the Tampas, because I trust them to make the comeback more than I do those teams. Number three, Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers is pissed. Number two, <laughs> Pittsburgh Steelers. And again, they are here for the same reason they were here a week ago. They haven't lost yet. I don't feel good about the Steelers. As far, like I hate them from a betting line standpoint. They're favored by 10.5 this week against Jacksonville. And I'm just throwing my hands in the air because I don't know what the hell to do with the game because they should, in theory, be Jacksonville by like four touchdowns. They're probably going to end up winning by three. They're ridiculous. 
Number one, Kansas City, uh, best quarterback in the league, one of the better run games in the league, one of the better defenses in the league now. I mean, they they do everything well. Their quarterback's better than yours. Their coach is most likely better than yours. He's a top five coach in the league. The running game's been phenomenal. I know I already went over that, but we're, we're not going to take too much time with Kansas City. John, those are the power rankings. Dude, I love it, man. A little bit of a surprise there with the uh, Raiders being in the list. So kind of curious, you know, what that's going to look like going forward as well. But to your point, those honorable mentions that you named off, what, the 13, 12, 11, those ones could all be number eight, you said? Yeah, uh, all the way to 14. Eight through 14, they're all interchangeable. I don't know who's good and who's not yet out of those teams. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, the way Seattle is playing right now, it actually looks like they're going to be beating Arizona, so you might might have to kick Arizona out of that list, but the game is still a long ways away from ending, so we yeah, shall see. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not calling it that early. All right, John, so we're <laughs> going to get to the most disappointing part of the week. We're going to talk about last week. The game. NFC East? Oh, okay. I thought you said the most disappointing part of the NFL. <laughs> Uh, there was an NFC's game involved, but okay, um, here we go. <laughs> so for for the week last week for win win loss, I went ten and four. So again, okay. even with the down week, had a pretty good win loss record. I typically would like it to be better, but we'll take it. Against the spread, I went five and nine. So that was not ideal and not what we needed at all. Over unders, I went eight and six, but who the hell cares? And for the picks I gave you guys, 0-5. Oh. So, yeah. So out of the five games I was most confident in, we went 0-5. So that did not <laughs> help us. I mean, holy hell, John. I can't believe how bad last week went for me. Did you write down the ones without having to listen to that episode again, just out of curiosity? Did you write yeah. down the picks that were... I just what started putting. I started putting a star next to him. Um, hold up, I just tossed the paper. I got it close by though. Ah. All right, so I had uh, Tennessee plus one with Indy coming to town. Indy naturally won by seventeen. I had <laughs> Cleveland. I had Cleveland minus three and a half. Of course, they won by exactly three, so we lost that one. I had Green Bay minus 13 and a half against Jacksonville. Green Bay decided not to play last week and won by four. We had Philly uh, minus three and a half at the Giants, and the uh, Giants obviously then pulled off the upset. And we had Baltimore minus seven at New England. And uh, obviously, uh, Bill Belichick decided, hey, we can beat them. You know, we can't beat anybody else, but we can beat one of the best teams in the league. (laughs) What do you got this week, man? I'm so curious. Are you feeling another 0-5? Are you confident or what? <laughs> so here's what's up. First, we're going to go over year-to-date where we stand. We got for win-loss, we're 98-45-1. So again, okay. not, not as good as I'd like to be, but we're at least winning. Spread, we are 66-75-3. So we're down about nine games. So it's going to take a little bit to get back, but that's why there's still a second half of the season. Over-unders were 63, 73, and 4. Again, I don't put a lot of money at the over-unders anyway, so I'm not too worried about that. I just like doing the stat. And for the picks I've given you guys now, we are 19, 30, and 1. 
So we got mm-hmm. some ground to make up here, and hopefully this week yep. starts it off because this week wasn't the easiest one either. So first game I'm going to give you, we got Philly going to Cleveland. Cleveland minus three. I'm saying let's go ahead and take Cleveland here. Philly is essentially just an implosion of themselves. And as far as I can tell, Cleveland is going to beat up on the bad teams for the most part. I do believe that it was a little bit of a outlier last week where they barely scraped by Houston. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that Cleveland looks good. They're six and three. They didn't even make that top 14 for me. They're not one of those kind of teams. I hope, I hope, I hope that Cleveland wins. Obviously, being a Cowboys fan, you don't want Philly to win the game right there because somehow the NFC East is still open for the Cowboys to have a playoff run, even though they're two and seven going into the game. So please, Cleveland, please win. Yeah, but don't just win Cleveland. Win by at least four. Don't do what you just did last week. Like, don't do that to me again, Cleveland. I've lost by half a damn point. All right. So then we're going to do something that we haven't done yet, where I'm putting my faith and trust into Miami this week. Miami minus three and a half at Denver, because Denver, I heard that Drew Locke is struggling with an injury right now. He may or may not play. And regardless if he does or not, you'll get a beat up version of them. You got a tough Dolphins defense coming in there that's going to be hunting oh, yeah. down. And I have definitely enough faith that Tua will not go and blow the game because we've seen him throw <laughs> for 93 yards and win. So I feel yep. good that they can do what they need to do to win, regardless of what Tua really puts together for them. So we're going to put the faith in Miami for the first time this year. Now we're going to move Heck on. Yeah. Green Bay at Indianapolis. Indy's favored by one and a half, and I'm taking Green Bay all day here. Um, Aaron Rodgers is pissed. <laughs> Just leave it, leave it, leave it. Just leave it. So we're going to move on to the Dallas-Minnesota <laughs> game. So Minnesota's minus seven, and I heard that Andy Dalton's coming back this week, but I'm still going yep. Minnesota with the minus seven because – Dallas just isn't good and I I'm here's the problem that there's two things with this game that bothered me but I still felt compelled to pick it this feels almost like a trap game it does and it also because Minnesota's on a four game win streak I feel like at any moment that's going to collapse down upon them and this obviously because I just made the pick will probably now be the week but I feel pretty confident in it and I knew that if I went Dallas I would regret it even if they won, I'd still be like, God, why did I do that? So we avoided that. Now, our last game here, and the spread Curious. is the spread is differing depending on where you look, I've noticed, because some sites have it taken off the board. But wait a minute, Coles, back up. Just for just for um listeners' sake, if somebody new is listening, where do you get your spreads from? Typically sportsbook.com. Although they okay. had um, they had with this last game I've got here, it's the Detroit Carolina game. They actually had it wiped off. It wasn't even on the the page. I had to go to uh, Fox Bet to find the game. Oh, wow. and yeah, so I had to find it there. So there was Carolina minus two. I'm going Detroit here. It sounds like Matt Stafford's hurt, but will probably play. Christian McCaffrey's out, and it sounds to me as though Teddy Bridgewater is unlikely to play. So that does yes. mean your boy would be in there. Yes. 
So what I'm going with here yes. is Matt Stafford beats PJ Walker. I think that uh, oh. giving me the points there, I've got that. So oh. I got Detroit plus two in that particular endeavor. But again, that's a game that's a little bit harder to find on the betting lines because you kind of have to search around for it, being that it's off on most sites. But with that said, that's our five games. I also, um, just as a bonus here, I do have, just because since the game already started, I had already picked it. So it's already going to be too late for you guys. But I did have Seattle minus three tonight. So hopefully they keep it rolling or, well, I should say get it rolling, but keep it rolling as of tonight <laughs> anyway and keep that thing moving because we definitely need some wins in our favor. John, so this week I decided yeah. I was going to do something a little bit different just because there were some of the games I was a little more unsure of. And even though a lot of the times I sit down and I watch and read through so much stuff in pro football reference and pro football focus, and I'm going through all sorts of different grades and just tracking yeah. stats, and that's how I come up with my formulaic opinions. Well, the last couple of weeks, I kind of just took a break from it altogether, probably hence the uh, massive downturn. But this week, I was like, all right, let's at least get ourselves back involved into paying attention. So rather yeah. than read through stats myself, I was like, okay, what can I do? You know what? Let's go watch a sports betting show to see what their opinions are, to see if somebody can sway me. And more so than anything else, if they can just tell me the damn injury report so I stop picking teams that have a hurt quarterback. Because half the time, I have no idea that there's a team with a hurt quarterback and I'm picking a minus six and a half. And I'm like, oh, I didn't know that. (laughs) So, yeah, I've been crushing myself there for like three weeks. So. Oh. I listened to um I listened to a CBS sports show and had on there oh god it was Brady Quinn and a guy named Pete Grizz something I I don't remember because I had never heard of them and although they were an entertaining pair and I enjoyed what they were doing yeah they kept saying for for certain things they would just say yeah you know that line just feels like a bait to me. And I'm not going to go with it. And I'm sitting there. I'm like, well, why does it feel like a bait to you? Like, I wanted some sort of elaboration. They're like, yeah, that number seems fishy. Yeah, it did to me, too. And I'm like, but why? Tell me why it seemed fishy. Don't just tell me it seemed fishy. That's terrible analysis. Like, if like my <laughs> job's to sell people stuff, right? If I go out there and I'm just like, yeah, that's good stuff. They're going to be like, well, yeah. why is it good? If I'm just like, ah, it's, just, it's good stuff. You think You think I'm going to sell anything? I mean, maybe if you're selling weed or something like that, it might work and be like, yo, that's some good stuff, dude. They'll be like, what? Okay, that's some good stuff. I just couldn't imagine. I I was enamored with it. I'm sitting there looking at it, just dumbfounded, bewildered. I'm looking left to right as if something's going to pop out and give me a hint, give me a clue. What the hell did I just listen to? Why did they do this? Although an entertaining show, they were factually not really doing anything for me. So I I now know not to listen to that particular show when I'm looking to actually dive into facts. Yeah, well, I mean, you know where another place is that they don't tune into when they're looking for facts? Here on the Jackson Can platform. <laughs> yeah, I have a hard time believing that anybody's coming here when they actually want their football takes. I'd be shocked if anybody's actually taking my picks to the bank. Thank God for them, and, too, because I'm hemorrhaging money. And Ladies and gentlemen, I wish you could see Colbs right now, because as soon as he's saying that, he's going to take a sip of beer just to be like, yep, if you're listening, good luck to you. <laughs> That that sip was for you guys because you'll need it. I need it. 
the, this next one's for me, John. I'm going to do another one. Stop playing Madden for a second. Yeah, heck yeah. <laughs> yeah, John's been playing Madden through this whole episode. He legitimately hasn't paid attention to anything I've said. I have paid attention to everything that you said. <laughs> You've just been legitimately listening. <laughs> You've been listening to me I've like been... I'm your personal radio show. Yeah. <laughs> I'm literally, I'm listening. I'm listening to learn. I'm not engaging to be a co-host. I'm listening to learn, Colbs. And also, I'm watching, I'm still watching the Arizona-Seattle game. There's going to be a controversial play, just as a heads up. Ooh, did he make it for a touchdown? It looks like he crossed the white line. I wish you were watching the game so you could see it. Arizona. Arizona. It looks like it just crossed the... The, the goal line there for an Arizona touchdown, but they did not call it, so it looks like the play is going to be under review. Colbs talking a little NFL action, dude. Here's the thing. I got Mahomes starting in my fantasy. James Conner, Kalen Balazs, let's go. Robbie Anderson, Brandon Cooks, Travis Kelsey. Oh, my God. What is his first name? Delonte Johnson or Devontae Johnson, the wide receiver on the Steelers. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, no, beyond uh, Claypool and Smith-Schuster, I actually don't know who else they have there. They've just been He blew up last game. <laughs> I know. The Steelers have always been a boring team to watch. Uh, Justin Herbert's on the bench. Philip Lindsay, I've still been hopeful for him. Julian Edelman, you were right, Colbs. You told me at the beginning of the year, why are you getting Edelman? He's going to get hurt. I'm like, no, he's not, dude. Did you see the first game he did? Boom, he got hurt. Like He's been hurt, injured the whole season. So sip of chocolate milk to that. Yeah, John, I told you with the majority of your players, they were just not good picks to make, but you had already made them. You basically just sent me over the team you had drafted and said, hey, Colbs, what do you think? I'm like, John, that's one of the worst rosters I've ever seen. And then you went and checked on your uh, your projected win-loss. Yeah, two wins. gave you the 2-11, and 11, and you're like, oh, maybe I didn't do good. I really thought I did. <laughs> Dude, maybe but I'm consult me next seven. time. I'm three and seven so far, but if I win this week, I just like the Cowboys, I still have a chance for the playoffs. I was going to say, you're technically better than the Cowboys right now. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, well, maybe not because they already had their bye week, right? So if the Cowboys win, they'll be three and seven as well. So we'll be, even. well, no, because I got to win or lose today. I was so. going to say either way, you're, you're going to be okay yeah. there. You still yep. have the loss category even. Hey, you know what? That's all that matters, dude. I'm looking forward to actually seeing the Washington-Cincinnati uh, game this week, though. It was kind of a highlight game for me. Obviously, with Alex Smith, he threw over 300-something yards. I keep bringing it up, but I think he's going to do good. I think that division's got to watch out. Washington might come in hot. They're a good you know, team. You know what's funny about that, John, that you specifically brought up that game is that when I was going through making picks earlier – I looked at that game and said, oh, God, that is one of the most disgusting games I've seen on the schedule this entire season. I have no interest at all in what happens in that game. What? The, the, really? Just, what, yeah, it looks terrible. It, it's two bad teams. Yeah, but two badly, badly uh, hopeful teams that are trying. That That's what you're giving me? <laughs> that's your pro, that's your pro analysis right there, John. I told you before, nobody's coming here for the straight up analytics, man. They're coming here for the hopeful hopes. 
when we're talking all season long about Big Preston, we're talking about all this. Now, Colbs, the audience can't see what I'm holding in my hand. What is this? Flyers. Exactly, because they're here to fix the league. Dallas is going to fix themselves. Washington fix themselves a little bit, all by the use of a single item tool. I was looking at the brand Crescent. What is Crescent? I have no clue, but it says trusted by the trades. So (laughs) if it's trusted by the trades, then it's trusted by me. Well, that's great, John. You also have a hopefully hopeful (laughs) pair of pliers. (laughs) I like that. Colbs, today's episode is brought to you by Crescent. Trusted by the trades, angle teeth, max grip, more jaw positions, more capacity. Check out your local Crescent dealer. Only here on Jacked and Can. (laughs) Do we end it? Do we end it and go watch Seattle? Yeah, 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 let's do it. Colbs, say see you later to everybody. Rate, review, subscribe. Colbs, what do you got to say? Oh, yeah, yeah, let's do that. Yeah, rate, rate, subscribe, uh, review, uh, love us. Yeah, let's let's keep this thing moving. John just did a promo for his off-brand of pliers. Oh, man. With that said, let's go watch the Seattle and Arizona game. Peace out. This was Jacked and Canned. Tune in to new episodes on iTunes and check out what the boys are getting themselves into on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at Jacked and Can. Presented by No One.